Hey, y'all, guess what time it is? It's the Grolic Saves the World time. All right, the Grolic Saves, saves the, world. the World. That's right. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. We're getting fixed. Our worries, our dicks, test out the kick. Well, the Grolic A mere five months after its release date, I have finally seen the Batman. You're now free to talk about it openly around me. Welcome to the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. I'm Andrew Herpendahl. And this is the Grolic Saves the World, the podcast where we try to better the world around us by bettering ourselves through self-help challenges. And yep. Adam, I am so what? glad because we have wanted to talk about the Batman. We've Everyone come, has. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you've been avoiding your phone. You've been avoiding all It comes up. I go, I'm getting to it. Adam, did you watch it on an airplane? I watched it how I feel like the filmmakers would want you to watch it. I watched two hours of it on an airplane. And then I watched the remaining hour. Four weeks later when I had a night. <laughs> and I feel like I really captured the experience, the essence. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, anyone who wants to talk about it, you know, not in the podcast world, in the real world where you talk about movies, now feel free. Now yeah. Feel free. Okay. Well, what are we doing today besides talking about the Batman? Going back through <laughs> Adam's pop culture canon. I have a challenge. I have a challenge. Okay. So this podcast we say that we're, you know, we're, we're out to change the world for the better, hopefully. That's what we want with this podcast. That's what we try to do every episode. And I think we give it the old college try. It strikes me we've never looked at the other people out there that are trying to do it as well. And so for this challenge, I want to take a look at religion. Oh, for Jesus. Fun. Religions, I think they claim to do what we do, which is better, teach people to better themselves in the hope that they better the world around them through their religion. Now, do I agree that religion does this? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I think it's, uh, you know, opiate of the masses type of thing. This is something that we have all kind of disagreed on at some point. Um, I don't hate religion. I, I think it is a ne- it seems to be a necessary part of the human psyche to formulate dogmas around finding meaning and community. Right. I do think on this podcast, we shit on religion a lot, but- they aren't all bad. That's kind of what I'm getting at. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like I definitely – I mean look at what Christianity has done to the United States of America right now. I saw a, a meme, which is the only way I get information, and it said, <laughs> it said when somebody tells you they're a Christian, you should ask them real Jesus or Republican Jesus. I thought that was so fucking funny. And that's exactly where I think Christianity has taken the United States of America. But, Andrew, where, let's talk about your religious experience growing up. You were a snake handler or something? What, what was it? Yeah, Andrew, junior snake had- handler badge. Uh, Perhaps no. the most <laughs> surprisingly, it's pretty much the only aspect of charismatic Christianity that I did not get to enjoy it was the handling oh, of snakes in a tent on the Kansas prairie. I know, bummer, because <laughs> at, at least it would have been a cool story. But uh, yeah, I was raised like super turbo religious, evangelical, <laughs> Pentecostal. Um, 
the raising of hands, speaking in tongues, being slain in the spirit. Turbo religious was the official religion of the American gladiators, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Turbo. <laughs> yeah. Turbo religion. Uh, yeah. Well, it was when Turbo <laughs> thought Turbo died and then Turbo came back to life. Yeah. On that episode. He just took a tennis ball to the neck and he was out for a minute. <laughs> Turbo religion. No, but you you always tell stories about how you were restricted from what you could watch for television yeah and listen to for music that didn't feel that extreme because that was just general christian but definitely like very hardcore religious upbringing being raised to believe that that we were like heading into the end times where the antichrist would be like seizing power they were gonna go door to door uh, rounding up Christians. They were converting railway cars into like mass uh, guillotines for Christians. These are like things that I was being taught like in like second grade. Oh, so the truth. So all they were doing was telling you the truth. And I see it worked, Andrew. I want to comment. I see that all this religious indoctrination worked because you are currently wearing a shirt that says church fire on it. And the bottom half of the H is an upside down cross. So I think it's really stuck with you. It's like, really so worked. if you want your kids to be religious, beat it into them. Yeah. They'll just accept it. And then luckily I got older and realized that all that is absolute bullshit and I, I tossed it aside and I've been an atheist ever since and a much better person as an atheist than I ever was as a Christian. Okay, so you're an atheist. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I myself, I, I grew up very Catholic. I grew up in, in the Northeast in the Irish French Catholic church that is or as we would call them Mary worshipers. Yeah, go yeah, on. Ben. I love that not, you all call them. Not even run. considered Christianity in my church. Go ahead. That a boy. That a boy. Oh, that's cool cuz we crushed your church uh, in several different crusades. <laughs> church fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I grew now up- we're getting to what religion is all about. <laughs> Catholicism in my community was just a, a reason to judge what people wore and, you know, things you didn't like. You could say that God didn't like that. But for the most part, like my mom still let me have Iron Maiden posters on my wall with like Eddie Maiden. I had the poster where he has like a bullet going through his head and someone's eating soup out of his brain. And I had a Bud Light poster on my wall. Like my parents were very much like they went to church, but my mom is was very involved in the Catholic Church. But it's it's tradition and community. I went through all of the sacraments, but it was all done for my mom. Like do it, do it because your grandmother would want you to do this. So it's very much a familial tradition. Uh, Now I would consider myself agnostic. I would say I don't know, um, but I know it is not that. I definitely know it's not that. What about you, Adam? I know you've talked. Yeah. Your, da- your dad was Jewish, right? Yeah, my dad is raised Jewish, but I mean, he kind of walked away from that. He, you know, he didn't really love it. It was very exclusive and it was very like I, I, he just didn't enjoy synagogue and, and Judaism very much. It was very insular. And so he kind of just left that behind. And my mom was, I don't even know what my mom was raised, some type of Christianity in the South. But she was, they were both big hippies and they were kind of like, fuck that. But they're both very spiritual people. And I think they kind of infused 
some spirituality in us. They never made us go to any church, but I think they never said, there's no God. So we, I think all of my siblings would say agnostic. And my wife is Catholic, so I don't think that would work if I didn't have a certain bit of spirituality in me. However, I, I find organized religion anathema, and I feel like it's done more harm than good. And I am in such a bleak place right now, both just in, for various reasons in my life, but also with the way society is going, that I thought this challenge... So here is the challenge. We, we, we go out... And we we attend a religious service, and it's something we don't oh, go to shit damn. on it. We don't go to shit on it. We okay. go there with like, okay, maybe this type of religion interests me a little bit. Why don't I go see if there's any words of wisdom, anything I can take away? Uh, and I'm not okay. saying we become this religion, but let's just like see how the other half lives for a second. It doesn't have to be Christianity. I I can go to whatever kind of religion. Could be anything. Okay, cool. I like that. Uh, you know, like during Pride Parade, uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests, during the the protests for women's rights and we, women's reproductive rights, there were a number of churches there. Episcopalians right. have always been on the side of equal rights and human rights, as well as God, Unitarian Universalists are – you can't really have much of a problem with them. They like, even if you're an atheist and you're like, burn God to the ground, they're like, I love hearing your side and I love talking <laughs> about it. They're like, they don't care. So I, they're so the NPR of religion. I think if we do this, we have to try really hard to come back to the second half with something positive we took from that experience. Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. And I think like as comedians and as just the three of us, our natural thing is to hear about religion and be like, man, fuck that. And I think Andrew's making that, the, that's the jerking symbol, the hand jerk and the tr tuck in the truck. <laughs> that reputation is earned. And certainly Andrew and Ben, you've you've done it more than I have where you kind of had to escape one. Jerked it? Probably. Yeah, I jerked it for sure more than you have, Adam. <laughs> You're no way. so conservative no way. with your jerk. You're no jerk conservative, dude. You know no. it. Yes, when you I, do. Because I, because there was a while I was getting booked more than you, which means <laughs> hotels. Oh. And that's like I can't be in a hotel He's, and not jerk off. Yeah, yeah. He does. You, he does raise an interesting point, Ben. Oh, I love how we've switched. <laughs> and uh, um, I have a lot of real anger at the church like yeah but i like the idea of trying and i have one in mind yeah at, at, that i well, want already go. already w yeah. what is it Where well i growing up in the punk and hardcore scene the number of punks and hardcore kids that when they decided to be religious went to krishna consciousness and went to being Hare Krishnas is insane. They were great man shelter 108 yeah dude it's the george harrison model and i live like 10 blocks from the Denver Center for International Krishna Consciousness. And Great, because I was thinking when you're going to spiritual wander, think about proximity. <laughs> you have to. I don't want to wander is, far. No, I don't want to wander <laughs> Wander far. to the closest place to your house. I wander It'll close. be the right one for you. I mean, that's how they yeah. did it a thousand years ago, and it makes sense that that's how you'd be doing it now. <laughs> where can uh, I walk to in sandals? Where uh, am I going to go... <laughs> This is wow. This is a challenge I don't like, and uh... <laughs> I mean that may be a good thing. Yeah, it's the I am far from being a Bible beater. I'm far from being like guys go get religious, but I do think it's worth Andrews. taking a wow. Taking a tour. This is a challenge I don't like. <laughs> uh... Uh, but you know what? I might go check out 
Uh, only because I've heard they're cool. I might seek out a Quaker service. I've I've heard that's a good one. Interesting. You've things. heard they're cool. They're the reason that slavery was abolished. They're the and I've heard that's cool, Ben. Come on, yeah. <laughs> that's that is, fucking cool. That is a cool thing. I didn't even know they were around. Andrew, if you go, get me a hat and some oats. Oh, yes. okay, Adam. Yes. What are you? What are you thinking? Off the top know. of your I'm head. See. Top of your head. Gonna, off the top of my head, I'm thinking I might go to a synagogue it's been a long long time since since friends bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs probably the last time i went to one. Oh no shit so i might i might when was go, the last uh, time you went to a synagogue i'm telling you, when i was 13 when people were getting bar mitzvahs that was literally the last time like you like yeah. your first sh- oh damn absolutely well this will yeah. be interesting so here's the challenge we're i guess we're all gonna take uh take we're in a gonna service take in a service a religious service of our choosing and then we got to try to come and bring something positive we took from it. And but. also, in a way, in their own perhaps misguided way, they're trying to save the world as well. Right. And so so why don't you see any little pearls that you're like, you know what? I can put this into my individual experience, and it's kind of what we're doing on the pod. See if we're if we're just a religious podcast after all. All right. All <laughs> right. Well, explain these robed figures who've been following us around. Uh, uh, great. Why, <laughs> why don't we do this? Let's take a break and listen to some stand up from our live comedy show, The Grolics, which happens the last Saturday of every month at the Bug Theater. This last one was a damn hoot. And this month, I dare say it could be even better. Hootier. We're bringing in Sarah Schaefer from Los Angeles. It'll be even hootier. Uh, so in the meantime, here is a clip from our live show. This is Aaron Urist. Very funny guy. And when we come back, more show to come. We'll probably be converted. This will probably be a significantly different podcast. So stay oh, tuned. I can't wait. Namaste, motherfuckers. Uh, I am a Jew. I don't wear the whole costume. I don't wear the uniform. I'm a, I'm a plain clothes Jew, if you will. Uh, last year, around Christmas time, somebody found out. I was a Jew. I don't know how. Somebody was snitching. Uh, but they, they found out, and they came up to me, and they had a lot of questions, but zero baseline Jew knowledge. And they came up to me, and they were like, oh my God, you're Jewish. What kind of God do y'all worship? Which is a fun question. And I just had to be like, oh, you know, like the, the, main, the main one, the main OG one. Yeah, original God, that's us. Uh, but we know him from before. From before you met him, from, bef- from before you had a kid and got all lame. Yeah. Should have seen him back in the day, Old Testament God, be- before he quit drinking. Oh, man. That was a different religion altogether. Just getting fucking white God wasted up there. Like, ah. Build me a temple. Do it. You, cut your dick off. Just the front part. You don't need it. Do it now. Everyone, do it to prove you love me. What's that? Bacon and eggs? I will fucking murder you. Yeah, you, kill your son right now. Just kidding. Gotcha. Jewish God strikes again. I set this bush on fire. Talk to it now. It says you suck. Hey, 
Do you love the Grawlix Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin Farrell, I didn't even know it was Colin Farrell. Yeah, the until like. You don't have to whisper. Everyone has seen it, dude. Just regular voice. We're starting. We are back. We are back through the magic of podcasting. Time has elapsed. I love that. Time has elapsed. Hallelujah. And Hosanna in the highest. Did everybody do the challenge? Uh, Yes, I did. Ben? Yes, I did. I did do my challenge. Yes, I did. Once again, Said we'd do a thing, did the thing. This is the Grolic Saves the World Guarantee. <laughs> thank you for listening. What an episode we did today. We did do our challenge. Actually, being here, done. Ooh, it feels what good a to challenge. Swish it. What a challenge. Um, you know what? We should remind the listener. We should remind the listener for those of you that are just second halfers, as we call it. We came back. <laughs> we, we have second halfers? Man, that's we have weird. Second halfers. It's that's like weird. It's, it's, it's three fourths of our audience. <laughs> we decided we'd each attend a religious service and take off our cynical hat find a few pearls of wisdom we could bring from those services to try to make the world a better place. Aren't they doing what we're doing? Let's go see. That was the challenge this this episode. So, Andrew, where did you go? How was it? Well, I took off my cynical hat and doffed a classic Quaker hat and curly white wig to go to oh, a boy. Quaker meeting. Uh, turns out they don't wear those, so I, I felt a little oh, insensitive. for fuck's and, sake. Yeah, kind of racist. I blew a lot of money at the wizard's chest on it, but... Uh, <laughs> no, and they I, found it oddly <laughs> insulting, didn't they? they <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a remote meeting. First of all, they don't call themselves Quakers. This was This was huge news for me. They call themselves friends, and they call each other yeah. friends. Friends, uh, right off the bat, that's pretty cool. Why not? It's such a nice way Hugely to refer to each other. Was Hugely a, popular. A quasi derogative term, sort of. It was sort of making fun of them that they quaked in the sight of God. Right? That's why they were called Quakers. They. I'm not sure. I didn't. The, I didn't ask to be honest. Yeah, uh, no. But, that's <laughs> that's why they were called that. Yeah. They uh, they call themselves friends and they have meetings. So I, I attended a Quaker meeting remotely, just a cool cyberpunk Quaker meeting uh, <laughs> via Zoom. Uh, <laughs> but And Andrew, big shout out to you for taking it all the way to your laptop on your spiritual journey. I do want to really You know, really Ben, you ben really inspired me with the idea of just walking to the closest place. I thought, what's closer than my computer? Uh, <laughs> not much. Not much, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I went because these Quaker meetings, they limit, uh, I'm already fucking it up. These friends meetings, they, yeah, uh, they're called, they're, they're called the society of friends. That's what, uh, that's what Quakers are called. Yeah. They limit the number of people who can come in it. Then the limit is small. One meeting was 25 people. One meeting was 35 people. And I wanted to make sure to do this challenge, uh, in time. So instead of rolling the dice on an in-person meeting, I, went remote because there is no limit on like remote attendees. So oh, cool. it was, 
It was very interesting. If you don't know how a meeting of friends goes down, uh, their worship consists of sitting in silence together. On a Zoom? Silence, wherever you are. There were, uh, we also, they also had a camera in the meeting hall, so you could see that group as well. Okay. Uh, but yes, I was on Zoom, and you sit in silence and reflection, and if you feel nudged they call it nudging if you feel nudged to share a, while. a message I was, but you know it's part of the reason we divorced because i think crystal was more into it than i was uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and i would get nudged into nudging and uh, i didn't like it that's rough <laughs> yeah anyway you shouldn't nudge, nudge without consent so um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can tear what is being back nudged? There. What is being nudged? If you were nudged, it just means that you want to share something, a message or something that is on your mind. Something very, also very cool about the Society of Friends. They don't have priests. They don't have pastors. No Egalitarian. Like, yeah, there yeah. is no hierarchy of spiritual leadership. What? Everyone is considered equally valuable and important to chime in. And so the message comes from the people who are sitting in the meeting as they are nudged to just share something. Wait, so it's dead silence, people reflecting, and then someone's got to be the first to be like, I got something. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much the it. same guy. I bet it's the same guy every time. <laughs> I, don't I, uh, I don't know. This is my first, this is my first meeting, but yeah. The, sure, the, Nate, I know we all know you have something. <laughs> oh, Can we God. do five minutes For first? Sake. Why don't we give someone else a chance, Nate? <laughs> Nate the Quaker. He's, he's like clearly nauseous. trying to be a pastor and is working up the nerve. So he's goes yeah, to Quaker right? meetings. Uh, <laughs> you know what was really on my mind this week? He's got like a whole sermon ready. Man straying from Christ. But oh, they, God. They tell uh, anecdotes or stories or just little messages. The first person who shared, it was about him cooking. And he was basically making like a, a base, like a Mirapois base. And so the message was just kind of like, if you have like a, a great base, you know, you can like add anything to it was sort of the takeaway from that. Oh, these friends. And I love this. Is clearly, this is great. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was clear that cooking was like passionate to him and, you know, uh, and he spoke on it well. And a few other people shared, but for the most part, it was quiet because as they tell you, the message could just be for you, in which case you don't have to share it. It's for you. And it's not about showing off for the sake of like, Guess what God told me, and just for me, you, you're only kind of supposed to share if you think it would like be beneficial to the group. But if you're receiving, you know, your own your own message, then you just take that. So anyway, you sit there for like an hour, and people intermittently share in a, a very polite way, and then after that, you do uh, joys and sorrows, which are basically you'd say either something good from your life that brings you joy or. A gratitude A sorrow. Yeah, gratitudes. Gratitudes yeah, yeah. and, and bummer tooties. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it reminded me, it was very much, um, if you've ever been to a reg, quote-unquote regular church, they take prayer requests from people, and it's what you pray for. The joys and sorrows component definitely felt like prayer requests in, in that way, because they would ask, you know, like, uh, instead of saying pray, pray, though, they say hold them up to the light. That's the term I that they like use. like that, too. Hold That's a cool way of putting it. Oh, it feels a little like uh, CSI. <laughs> it's come all over this There's one. come all over it. All over the crime scene. <laughs> <You> <laughs> hold it up to the light. There's come all over it. <laughs> Don't hold it up to the light. <laughs> Sorry. They, this is my first thought, too. You're not alone. Yeah, okay. but, uh, Thank you. 
Yeah, then there's fellowship at the end where, you know, it's like meeting people and introducing yourself and, you know, saying how you found that group or something. Uh, I will say this. The people, for the most part, were so old. They were, it was like, <laughs> it was like a casting call Bloody for Cocoon. Andrew. It was, like, I think were there were original partner, Quakers the- there. <laughs> I think they were, <laughs> I mean, they were old, old, like, not not me old. Did you have your camera not on? Me Did they old. see you? Yeah, they, they could see you? me. I had my camera on. Yeah. Um, I had to own a judge from the Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> there were but there were um uh a few younger people as well, and they were all uh like myself cu- like curious about it. It was clear they were that quite they weren't curious. Yeah. They were they were quite friends curious. Friends curious. <laughs> so they they like me were like visiting kind of for the first time, but it was clear that the core group was pretty old. This is so um, Wait, producer Ron, when we any time that that uh, Andrew says friends, can we put in? So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> if we could just sort of put that I don't, in, I don't even want the music. Honestly, I just want just the, the clap, just the clapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. the clap. <laughs> it was it was a religion of Friends fans, and I'm surprised that Katie is. is Catholic and not. Yeah, um, if there was a Friends TV show religion, Katie would run away from that Catholic church uh, well, so fast. It sounds like a, mostly positive experience it was there was a lot that i liked about it the the very egalitarian notion of no priests no pastors like everyone has value and you just share when you like feel so moved instead of like everyone will share we'll go around and you have to share maybe you don't have anything maybe there's like you know maybe you're just there to like receive it i thought that whole system was super cool I was like, yeah, this the world could definitely use more of this of contemplation and uh, reflection and listening to other people's tidbits of wisdom. Now, I have a question for you. I, I forced the challenge. It wasn't like you went there organically because you were genuinely searching. But did it scratch any itch where you're like, oh, I kind of used to have a little bit of religion in my life. And like, this is sort of nice to commune or like not at all. I did think about religion a lot during this challenge, both just because it did remind me a lot of my religious experience growing up. Uh, But also I'm right now I'm working on a game and I'm creating religions for this game that are set centuries in the future. So I've been thinking a lot about religions of like, what would a religion be? hundreds of years in the future, what might that be? So I've had religion on my mind in those ways, like big time. And I think that they're like been kind of alluded to in the first half. There is this sort of like sense of community that people get in religion that kind of bonds them together. Uh, the humans like and religion gives them the sort of tribal identity of like, we're part of this group and we are bonded together and we and all these are the, these are the in, rituals we do. Yes. in these yeah. same things. And so, yeah, I think there is that. And you could tell that this society of friends, they had a community, you know, I was browsing around on their website and seeing the activities they do and the, uh, the group pictures and stuff. And it was, it was clear that they had a community and I was like, Oh yeah, this is, there's definitely like a community value in religion for sure i think that that is a reason why a ton of people go you know it's it's maybe less about it's clear that they, that they aren't really taking the christian teachings to heart based on their life but they're showing up every sunday because they have friends there and they have community there and it is like part of their identity for sure i had friends growing up in church there and they were i still have some of those friends to every this day. time 
for friends sure. comes up, the clapping clap, clap, is clap. killing me. The one but, thing but, I but, thought, I'm uh, sorry for hogging all the time here, but uh, it's all right. You know, some you were you feared this challenge the most. You probably have a lot to say about it. However, Ben, even if he doesn't, will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the holding up to the light, <laughs> I was not a, as big a fan nudged. of. <laughs> I think the idea of like light being good and dark being bad is like at least pretty pr- a primitive way of thinking and at worst leads to like racist problems. Uh, so the idea of like holding people up to the light, I think, I think that they could probably do that better. I think there's probably a better, uh, something better than light being good and dark. You being should bad. reverse that for one of your games. Religions. <laughs> oh. Dark should be good. Light yeah. should be bad. They should be night worshipers. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's incredibly old school, dark ages to think of the night and darkness is bad and evil and, and light as being good. So that was whack. I will say this, Ron, can you sound the earnestness horn, please? Uh-oh. I know oh, I don't I don't often sake. tug it, but... Hold on, let me get across, let me get across. <laughs> don't leave me in Rift City. <laughs> ah, ben, the bridge, Ben's, Ben's hanging rip. on the drawbridge to come All right, back in. what's an earnestness horn? I will horn? say this, this is something that I definitely took away, and just as a message for anyone out there who's listening, if you are, like, neurodivergent or atypical or shy... Uh, a society friends meeting might be like the perfect kind of uh, meeting for you because of the structure. You can sit there, you know, it's quiet. Uh, people are, are sharing. You are never expected to mm. speak or comment. It's all like totally participatory. There is no like, why don't you go around and say one fun thing about yourself? And like, they don't like, they don't do any of that. So I think it would be a cool form of community for people out there for That's sure great who I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. might avoid a more conventional religious service because of its like structure and like, if you're here for the first time, stand up and let's all talk to you. Like it, they're not, <laughs> right. they're yeah. not doing that kind of thing. So that was, that was pretty cool. And uh, in, in researching the, the society of friends of Quakers, it looks like there, there runs a huge, huge span of beliefs. It's, is not, there are um, non-theist, Quakers, there are Christian Quakers, there are so many different sects within that religion that it would be hard for me to just say, you know, this religion is cool or this religion sucks uh, for that reason. But it was definitely interesting and I'm glad I checked it out. All right. Yeah, that's super awesome. Well, Ben, is the light in you? Ben's never seen the light in his life. Are you kidding? Hey. <laughs> hey, that's not true. I drank about 30 natty lights one night and I put a okay, lot of light Okay, a lot in of me. light deviations in this riff and i like that um who, who wants to go second do you want to go or do you want me to go Adam? we just told you it was your turn i, I was oh. trying to kick to you with the, the oh smooth... so it's my turn okay yeah. so um <laughs> i was super nervous i made breakfast and i almost barfed because i don't like going into new situations like this where i i'm worried that uh, attention like andrew's like people are going to want me to speak and i don't know how a hari krishna service goes so i went from I looked on the website from 1030 to one. They have they had listed that the temple was open. They do like uh, worship. And then there is like a potluck type thing. And so I got a, up the courage, rode my motorcycle down there and uh, walked Bad across. Bad boy, new worship. <laughs> Give the engine a few revs out front. New. This yeah, guy well, just I, got out of prison. New worshiper in town. <laughs> <laughs> Run, run, so, run, 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 run
You know how it is. The prodigal sons of anarchy. So so I uh, pulled up in front and uh, I went to the temple. I go to open the door and it's locked. Sounds like a story out of the Bible. Yeah. So he killed a guy right back to prison. (laughs) No. (laughs) So no one was there. I walked around to Govinda's, which is. The uh, it's like a restaurant that's attached to it. It's a buffet that they do that the I think is largely donation based. It is. And so and they supposedly serve great vegetarian food. And so that was locked. I looked in the windows. No one was in there. So I waited outside for a minute. And then um, uh, I saw a group of men going to go into it and it was locked for them as well. So I messaged I, I looked and Ron messaged me. And apparently it was from like 12 on and I couldn't do it because I had, of all things, the most random brunch comedy show for the underground music showcase. So That's I had my this, religion. This is yeah. Satan. This is Satan working in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to switch it up. So I went to a church that works with my schedule and I decided oh. <laughs> finally the activity finally. of churches. And I went to a church that I already worship at the altar of. I decided to change gears and I went to the International Church of Cannabis because the international motherfucker. (laughs) This is not what this challenge was about. Shut your fucking mouth! Are you going to try to get edibles on board now? Do your fucking sponsorship. Now I'm not going to lie to you that I may have had a few milligrams of wild in my system. Holy shit! On your motorcycle. Careening through Denver. I headed Denver. over to their worship ceremony that happens at. I just tw- gotta say something. Some that wander are lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's their bumper sticker. Ben got one. <laughs> so I pull up. But it is W O N D E R. I pull up in front of the International Church of Cannabis, which is an actual massive church on 4th and Logan in Denver. It is a church that was acquired by these artists uh, for appreciation of cannabis. And at 20 minutes past every hour, they have a worship ceremony. Robocop future are we living in? Who's judging now, Quaker? (laughs) But at 420, like the big one, 311 shows up <laughs> Every oh time. fuck yeah dude so like a cuckoo clock they come out of the <laughs> just shut up for a second i listen to your dumb quaker hey story. you didn't sound the earnest this hard we could riff on this dumbass church all we want. from omaha here's here's 311 like a storm getting to the church on time so i pull up in front and i decide i'm going to attend their beyond meditation and light experience oh so uh, i walked into the church uh and i bought my ticket it is very inexpensive you have to buy a ticket to you go to church yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have okay to this church sounds incredibly american these ganjapreneurs man where <laughs> will they stop the money how now, much was a ticket how much was a ticket to church the church take me to church it how much was, was a ticket it was 25 bucks tickets? 25 bucks to yeah. attend church once. 25 but bucks no, to go to you church. Get to hang out at the church for a while after. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> 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 I got <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I 
Listen, hold on a second. To hang out. This is like a scam from an older brother. No, stop it. 25 bucks isn't a lot when you have to tithe at a church. You're paying to go to church anyway, you dumb fucks. Yeah, that's and also way, dumb as shit. And there's a Led Zeppelin laser show. So it's Please stop fine. it. It wasn't only Led Zeppelin. Now stop. It was, yes, it was Christian. Was it was Christian rock. It was Petra and Shut Deliverance. Up. You're ruining my fucking story. Okay. So there's Tourniquet and Vengeance Rising. I can riff on Christian metal bands for the <laughs> remainder of this podcast. Uh, uh, so when I get in, they you have to show your ticket. And when I walked in, the person went, oh, hell yeah, Ben Roy. And I was like, this is automatically <laughs> my type of church. So uh, Darren, uh, the guy that runs it. Uh, Darren. Was, yeah, Darren. He's not an ordained minister of any kind. No, uh, no, no. So he greeted me. And they were fantastic. The building inside, they have you wait in the waiting area, which has video games. It has cool chairs. It has, they sell pipes. (laughs) This is the diners, drive-ins, and dives of religion. Jesus Christ. (laughs) They have have all kinds of shit. Uh, They have shirts you can buy, and they have, um, they had like cool stuff, like old vintage arcade games. And then out back, they had this beautiful, this is serious, a little bit of earnestness horn. Out back, there Just was these muralists <laughs> painting this beautiful mural, like on the uh, outside of all these different faiths. There was this beautiful uh, painting of Gandhi. Was it Bob Marley handing Cheech a joint from like heaven? <laughs> no, it wasn't. He said anything. only a squeak. And so Adam can yell down from his uh, turret I window. Said, uh, yes, it was a squeak of the earnestness horn. But that was low hanging fruit on in the garden of good and evil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was almost on the ground. So anyway. Was there one of uh, Martin Luther? Uh, hitting up a bong on his way to, uh, to he's got 99 pieces and God yeah, ain't one I like that. Uh, so anyway so w- I went in uh, back inside after going out to this like beautiful courtyard the the building is beautiful it's a it's a large church that they took over and yeah. it's very beautiful and then when I was waiting in the area playing some Zelda sure the, um, <laughs> Also, also a wanderer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. The true. <laughs> the man came down to let us know that the worship ceremony would be starting. So then we went up to the actual, uh, to the actual area where, uh, to, to the uh, chapel, as they call where it. Billy Wayne Davis shot a special. Yes. The chapel is beautiful. The painting is amazing. Uh, the pews are padded, so you can lay down on them. You're encouraged to lay down. You can lay down in the middle of the floor. Were, Is there a, 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 maybe a love sack? Uh, maybe yeah, a beanbag? You can get to third, you actually, get to third base. Today. I, am we'll not, I am not, I'm not fucking joking. I chose to sit in a chair that was a giant hand holding a joint. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how did you not get a picture of that? I did. You, By the you way, did? everybody yes. on Patreon, yes. oh, God. I took a lot of video that will be up on our Patreon hey. of the International. Hey, what church if church was a dumb dream? <laughs> what, if, <laughs> no. what if one of your dumbest dreams came to life? So you get in there now that you're shitting on my religious experience oh, from your shit. high Quaker horse. Uh, now, so 
I'm. It's a friend's horse. It's a friend's so, horse. It's a Clydesdale. Uh, so once they get in, once you get into the chapel, they they let you know you're free to. This is your your space. You can you can lay down on the floor. You can lay you can lay down on the pews if you want. You can just look up at the ceiling, and then they kill the lights. And for the first eight minutes of it, there was this guided meditation where they the whole room just became stars. And like you were moving through space very slowly. And it that was sounds good. It I was like that. fucking beautiful, like truly beautiful the way they did it. You could just lay down on these like comfortable pews or in this hand. Ben, chair I think this is the third time you've told us once <laughs> yeah. free to lay down. And <laughs> yeah. We get it. You lay down. We've got that. So I laid down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one takeaway Ben took from this, you can lay we down really on the pews. They so encourage I you to laid, lay down in here. Spoiler alert, <laughs> I laid down. And so right. uh, the meditation part was relaxing. It was this this voice just guiding your breaths, telling you to to relax, let go of everything throughout the day, just to, to find your center and uh, focus on your breaths. It was beautiful. And then it switched into a light show uh, that was set to uh, Pink Floyd, Cypress Led Hill. Zeppelin. It's from the bong. Welcome to the house of Be Real. So it it was amazing. And throughout it, they're just playing voices excerpts from speeches and from uh, philosophers just basically talking about the power of individualism, the power of not following doctrines or people who are so arrogant and certain that they have found the answer and try to parade it and masquerade it in front of you as faith when it is, when it is elitism and when it is, it, 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 it I love the, that. Yeah. I love that. The message throughout it was fantastic. The power of individuality and the power of believing in yourself and believing that love is the overwhelming force in the universe and is certainly among human beings. And then it ends and you're free to hang out in the chapel, um, take pictures of it. They were incredibly welcoming. The attitude in the chapel was also everybody was in such a good mood, but it was quiet and reflective, surprisingly, like people were there to sit quietly and watch the lights. And you're not allowed to imbibe drugs during the time that I went. It's it's for everyone. Families can go there and bring kids there and whatnot because it is brightly colored and the light show is pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, I I thought it was great. And what I took from it, honestly, was that modern religions and, and modern spiritual practices have really a lot of times not taken advantage of technology. I think like the idea of projecting things and using light and sound makes it made it feel like meditating in the dark with these stars flowing by you was truly beautiful. Like it was very relaxing. And I'm surprised that more 
religions have not used these high-tech options for... I could not agree more, which is why I'm starting a church with animatronic disciples, Chuck E. Cheese style. I'm in Andrew's church. I'm going to Andrew's church. Who deliver, who deliver I love the that you believe that audio animatronics are high-tech. <laughs> yeah. it's, high, it's the height of technology. They're all like an afford, the okay? Presidents, <laughs> the Hall of Presidents is when they stopped. Like, that's when technology... <laughs> but uh, I will say, you're, bo- you're all laughing at it. I fucking love it. And if you're all listening and you are visiting Denver, Colorado, you should check out the International Church of Cannabis. One, it's an art collective. You are paying money to go in, but it is a nonprofit that is non-denominational. That was every church, bud. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They also offer like yoga. They do yoga stuff in there. If you're a member, they do meditation stuff. They have comedy shows, comedy events there um, once a month. It's it's truly like a collective for all ideas as long as you're not repressive in thought. So yeah. I loved it. An incredible plug it, for the International Church of Cannabis. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, it's good. It, it is it is good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Ben. And like I like obviously we made jokes, but like I've smoked a lot of weed in my life. It certainly puts you in a thoughtful way of thinking and so what better way to sort of like worship or just like try to meditate than hi there's nothing wrong with last thing i will say is that i'm reading this book called the immortality key which is talking about how uh the modern catholic church scrubbed the proto-christian traditions of using psychedelics and using drugs during ceremonies that was part of christianity that's what the eucharist was They didn't drink wine. They drank a tainted wine that was tainted with ergot that caused hallucinations. And they were afraid of it because of what the International Church of Cannabis preaches and Quakers. God lives within you. It is not this omnipotent being part of the light or God exists within all of us. And they were afraid of that. Uh, because you can't control because yeah, then they don't they lose their power structure exactly so anyway adam how was your trump into uh into the world adam how much was your ticket <clears throat> <laughs> and how was, good was the light show <laughs> i just went to meow wolf super dehydrated so i think i got like the same oh my god a walkabout wow okay so i decided i was gonna go to a synagogue to a service at a synagogue and i never really went to these growing up but i whenever i went to other kids in my school's bar and bat mitzvahs, it was always at Temple Emanuel in Denver. And yeah, so I was which like, is That's huge, what, right? That's yeah, a big it's one. over in Hilltop. And I was like, Temple Emanuel, when I think Judaism, I think of that place. It's and so kind I just, of a beautiful building. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have any, you know, murals like, like you got to see, but it's definitely beautiful. <laughs> it's definitely ripe for a light How show. How's the I'll light rig inside? What are we talking here? Uh, what's <laughs> <All> of- <laughs> You get in there, they encourage you to lay down. Um, <laughs> So I I Googled, I had to get out of town. I was going out of town for a wedding. I had a narrow window. Like there were two days that I could attend a service. And so I went to their website and it was like, oh, it's on Saturdays. That's when they worship. And I couldn't be here for a Saturday. But then I saw that there was like a a speaker was coming to the church. And it was this woman, her name's Ariella Halevi. And she was giving a a speech about, it's called A Woman's Sacred Journey Back to Community. And it was... (laughs) And it was built about like, no, I was built like, okay, this is how I found Judaism again type of was thing. Was this a women's meeting? 
Well, we're about to find out. Allow me to continue. (laughs) Okay. Anyone could sign up. Anybody could buy tickets. And I thought, great. I'm like hesitant to dip my foot back into Judaism. I just want to like, I don't want to go to a a really staid worship service anyway. Those are boring to me. A intellectual speaking about their journey back to Judaism sounds like a really good thing to go. It's like an academic speech that I would go watch and maybe I'd get some pearls of wisdom and be like, how, how much was the ticket? Ticket was free. Oh, okay. All you right. Just click and you can go. I get there. I walk into Temple Emmanuel at 630 on a Thursday night. There's no one in the building. I like wander around. People are cleaning up and stuff. Like I finally find a back room and there's this woman who's uh, giving the presentation and then a semicircle of chairs around her, like an AA meeting. And there's maybe like five middle-aged Jewish women sitting in those chairs. So, so I walk in, and I take my seat, and everyone's like, and who are you? And like, I'm like, I'm Adam. I'm Adam. It's like all I say. And I just sit down. And the woman who's like running the thing is very nice, and she's like, okay, well, we're going to probably have some more people. Let's just wait a few minutes. We wait like 10 more minutes, and then 24. 25, 30 more middle-aged Jewish women <laughs> circle come in to the point that like, oh, we got to add chairs. The semicircle's getting bigger. And like, I am the only man in the fucking room. And so it just kind of starts and she's like, the, the woman goes, okay, as we discussed last time, and I was like, there was a fucking last time? Like, this is a, this is a meeting of people that have already met once before? And I, I slowly realize all of these women, or most of them anyway, are going to take a Temple Emmanuel-sponsored trip to Israel, and they're going on a spiritual journey together. And this woman is like an expert Uh, a spiritualist that they brought in to talk to these women about like how to prepare yourself for this journey to fucking Israel. So all these women know each other. Their kids know each other. They're going to Israel together. And I'm just the fucking dude that showed up (laughs) at meeting two of three. (laughs) And they're like, I could, they're looking at me like, is this guy going to shoot this up the place? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh my and so I'm trying to be like, do I run? Like, what, what should I do? <laughs> should I just, anyway, like, go the you're going on back? the trip. This fall, Adam goes yeah. to Israel. Jesus. I'm sorry to everybody listening if I'm laughing too hard. This is oh my the God. image. This is amazing. It was so weird. So weird. I mean, are these like traditionally religious Jewish No, women? no. No, 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 no. This is a group of very modern, just Jewish people. Yeah. But but what was interesting is it was like I was so fish out of water. It was so weird. But then this woman started talking about basically how to prepare. She kept calling it you're, you're preparing the vessel for your spiritual journey. And it was. And so like once she started into her lesson, everybody stopped looking at me. This woman was so engaging. It was just like, here's how to get yourself prepared to go on a spiritual journey. And she was like, it doesn't have to be to Israel. It could be you in this chair searching, trying to embark on a spiritual journey. She and just then, keeps like, looking she at you. So, <laughs> she's staring at me. You don't have to be going was, to Israel. He's not going. You he's could not, be right here, just going. a guy who shouldn't shoot anyone <laughs> yeah. and should definitely <laughs> em- embrace spirituality. You could just... 
<laughs> you can maybe come up with an idea on, say, 4chan or Reddit, but then once you get there, see your victims as it's, people. You could, you could hit eject at any moment from the various plans that you've manifesto. It really Jesus is never too God late. Damn. Holy shit, that's fucking hilarious. Jesus so did they Christ. ever, like, talk to you? No, I mean, the woman, uh, I keep saying the woman, but Ariella, she has lived in Israel. She she not only is, you know, a devout Jew, but she practices uh, mystical Judaism, like Kabbalah. Okay. And her whole message was spirituality and the spiritual journey. And like I said, like preparing the vessel. And then once everyone moved past the weirdness of me being there, we just engaged <laughs> with this woman. And she was really fucking interesting. And I found so many lessons that I could just use. Like she, at one point she talked about especially Jews, there's a big question always like, why? Why are we here? Why me? Why'd the Holocaust happen to us? Why, why, why? And Viktor Frankl, who wrote the book, Man's Search for Meeting, he says, don't ask why, just say what now? And I was like, oh, that's like pretty profound. And so what now is, is the spiritual journey she was preparing for? them, And they're all sort of like cliche things I've heard before, like weeding your garden. Like you can't just let your garden get all full of weeds, you have to tend to it, and, and then you will see the beauty of it. And for her, that meant, like, what's bogging you down? And people would be like, oh, Facebook. I'm too on social media too much. I listen to too many... I listen to politics too much. It drives me fucking crazy. And she's like, you got to tune out the noise, and you've got to get your spiritual vessel ready and, like, able to, like, to, to receive these positive things. And it was exactly the type of shit we've done on this podcast again and again and again. It was like, how do you do this? Meditation, hiking, float tank. People literally did gratitudes, writing things down. Rage room. <laughs> yeah, like it, the Fast and the Fury franchise. <laughs> a lot of these women do gardening and shit like that. And it was about like finding an inner calm. And there were many other lessons that I related to and found actually pretty profound. But the silencing everything and finding your inner calm as a means of preparing your vessel for a spiritual journey is I think all three of us what we've tried to do in this podcast, sort of. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the more earnest Nishorn episodes, is just calm ourselves. She used the metaphor of a snow globe, and like the snowflakes are just shaking around you, and you're in the middle of it, and you can't see anything. So just how do you make that snow settle so you can like see shit? And I just thought all of this was great. And like more than anything, I think the women stopped fearing me because I was engaging and a little bit. Did you ask questions? I, I, Once it was clear you weren't I, I, armed, the vibe changed. Right. The After vibe 10 changed. minutes, it became clear like, why this poor idiot is like here for some searching reason. Let's just like give him the benefit of the doubt. But I definitely like, I think I'm quick to sell myself short as a Jew because I wasn't, I didn't worship, I wasn't bar mitzvahed. I, I did go on a birthright trip to Israel, but like I'm not a, a good religious Jew, but culturally, I think I am Jewish, and I think I always negate that I grew up going to Passovers at people's houses that are old Jewish people that worshipped, and I I had friends of my dad's dad who were in the Holocaust who came, and like I remember asking my dad's friend why he had those numbers on his arm one time when I was a kid. And he's like, Damn. and he's like, it's the phone number of a beautiful woman is what he told me. And it's just like, you know, I have wow. these memories. That's actually kind of a beautiful, like thing to say to a yeah, kid. Yeah. It's a very, very good answer by this man, David. I, and so being around these 50 something Jewish women, it, it was like kind of reminded me of who I grew up with. I, I went from being the weirdo to being like, I know all these people. Like I know exactly how they're overbearing. I know exactly how they love you to death. 
I know, I know these people. Like, and it, so it just felt very comforting. I just like being around all these uh, middle-aged Jewish women. <laughs> I, I, this is honestly one of the best things you've ever had happen to you with any challenge, Adam. My <laughs> was, stomach literally hurts from laughing right now. It was very um, odd. But the nostalgia, you're all going to laugh at me. I know this. But the nostalgia was what comforted me the most. This sounds earnestness horn because I'm going to say it and I know how silly it sounds. But when I was in the chapel thing and they were playing the music and I was laying there listening to music and it was dark, it reminded me how much I loved doing that as a teenager. Like I was so confused and I would just turn on music that I liked and I would just sit in the dark like at night or something and listen to tunes and it would calm me the fuck down. And like doing that, I was like, oh, it is simple to recenter yourself. You know, like for me, I, that was it was very reminiscent. And I think that that's part of the reason. I mean, listening to the doors and Pink Floyd and shit like that. I mean, I was a stoner in high school. So that was like I, there was something beautiful about that, that nostalgia that comes from it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I want to say one more thing, which is that I think often on this podcast, we do ask these questions. We spiritually wander. Certainly we try to calm ourselves in certain ways. For sure. We are trying to like lessen our anxiety. And that is what I responded to. And I think it was also nice to know, oh, these people are asking these same questions all the time in this building. They just go and they're comfortable doing it. And that is just the human condition. It's just like, I'm overwhelmed. Everything's anxiety inducing. How do I calm myself to find more of a truth, more of a peace? Yeah. And I was just like, I think that's all they're doing here. And that's what we are doing, uh, you know, but we have to sound the earnestness horn because we, we, we can't we're admit jackals that we're doing that. over a fresh yeah, kill. Exactly. So but, it's just nice to know, like, all humans are wondering in the same fucking way. Yeah. And I think the big takeaway from so many of our challenges, like you said, and the takeaway from these is like, if you just like pause and intentionally chill out, whether it's in a float tank or in a yoga class uh, or because you got off social media or you're in the Church of Cannabis at the light show or in a Society of Friends meeting, it seems like there is like a, a very baseline benefit in whatever that is, that sort of reflection, contemplation. Some people, you know, call it meditation, whatever it might be. It seems there is like obviously an ongoing benefit of that, whether it's for religious purposes or just because you just don't want to be on social media. I think to slow down, close your eyes, lay still, uh, listen to music is to try your best to slow this incredibly chaotic computer in our head that is constantly processing everything around you and becomes confusing and exhausting. And I agree. Doing- I, I think worship is just a, a search for calm. Yeah. It's just a search for inner calm and inner peace. Yeah, and I think that's like what a lot of people are trying to do on their own. So let's ask the question we always ask, and we'll start with Andrew, I guess, because you went first. Does this make the world a better place? And w- will you continue doing this? Will you stay with the friends? <laughs> the society of friends. I will say, as somebody who is uh, generally anti-religious, not as in like I don't prefer it, but that I consider it a detriment to the the human race and like progress and one must be active against it like anti-racism it was a it was a nice surprise for sure going to the society of friends meeting and and seeing this example of a religion that 
uh, seemed so different than mainstream American religions, which are like loud and outspoken. And so it was very cool to see this like very, very small cousin uh, of that. It's like an indie rock band against this big stadium arena. Rock, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like it's nice to go to a small uh, theater and see some If good more music. people belong to the Society of Friends, the world would undoubtedly be a, a better place for sure. I, I will say that. Will I continue going? I'm not sure I, I will keep going. It's still uh, at least that group of, of friends. It did have some beliefs like creationism, things like that, that I just don't believe in. And I, I'm definitely not the kind of person who's going to sacrifice things that I believe in. I would rather find a place that dovetails in the things I believe. So I don't know if I would continue with that friends meeting, but it was definitely interesting. Why don't you come over to the ICOC? Huh? <laughs> we'll take well, you. I guarantee this, Andrew. I guarantee you will sit in front of your screen for 20 minutes in silence again. That is profound. And I think, I think if that's right. the nudged to share. <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of always communing with God now that you mention it. I'm just always here, just in a kind of a constant state as uh, my body deteriorates into like a cocktail shrimp, just <laughs> being with Great, God. But. Great. But the, the sense of community there, it would be cool for sure to have like a, a group of people who were like kind and, and good uh, who you could like regularly meet with that. That couldn't be bad for anybody. How about you, Ben? You, you there for life? He got a punch card. You get 10 laser shows. Do I think the International Church of Cannabis makes the world a better place? 100%. Art makes the world a better place. Uh, these folks that are running it are not trying to push any doctrine or agenda aside from be yourself and uh, you know question anyone who tells you they know what is right and wrong with certainty, you know? So I think that their message there is fantastic. Will I go again? I like getting stoned here and there, but I don't ever want to be identified as that's like who I am as a stoner or part of my life. It's just something I do. I found religion and this sounds corny on the mats doing jujitsu is my community and my meaning like it's where I center myself. It's where I find peace. I feel so calm after class. I think there's a lot of power in self-defense. And I think it gives a lot of people their ability to stand up straight and to stand up for themselves. And um, and I found a community of people within comedy and jujitsu. I, I think I have a robust community around me. Uh, personally. So I don't know that I'm searching for that so much in a church setting, but will I go to the international church of cannabis again and take people there 100%? And will I get real high again and go to their light show? Fuck yeah. And I will tell everybody you should go support them because they were amazing and super nice. And uh, Adam, what about you? (laughs) I'm with you at the Groucho Marx, you know, wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member type of thing. I don't want to be identified as like, well, Adam's Jewish now, but I, I, uh, I certainly enjoyed it. And I certainly enjoyed the fact that like, oh yeah, everybody's wondering, everybody's anxious. It just sort of hammered home. I don't know. I've had like the world's so terrible right now. And personally, I've had some things that have been making me sad. And it just like, it really was nice to be like, oh, these people are openly going to a place to discuss how to be more spiritual and find a calm. That's okay. That's normal. That's what the human condition is. 
So I loved that. And I might I might go to an actual service there that's at the right time and the right hours and where the armed security guard doesn't have to walk through several times to check on me, which happened. <laughs> I'd like to be not looked at as a would-be assailant. Would-be live shooter. Okay. Tough shit, dude, because you're a white guy in America. <laughs> I'm a Jew. <laughs> okay, well, to everybody listening. Uh, if you've found uh, your place place of worship or some some uh, outlandish or crazy outside the box place of worship that you go to or anything like that, if you have thoughts on this, please let us know. Uh, we would love to hear that. Yeah, or if you're just inspired to be a spiritual tourist, go for it. Yeah, give something, give something a whirl. Tell us what you did. We would love to hear it. Uh, and in the meantime, why don't we go back to the only church the three of us have ever worshipped at? Uh, why don't we listen to some live stand-up comedy? Once again, our live show at the Bug Theater in Denver, Colorado, at the world-famous Bug Theater. That's I got to say, my it's church. world that famous. That's my church. Uh, that's my church. It's the last Saturday of every month. You can get your tickets now. Uh, this coming month, it is Sarah Schaefer. But we've got uh, a friend of the pod, super funny. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, everybody, please enjoy Esther Steinberg. And when we come back, uh, we will have more show as well as T's next episode's challenge. So please stay tuned. What's up, Denver? Clap it up for your hometown. Do you love it? I can feel the love. You guys are in love with your city. Um, I'm from a real piece of shit town. I'm actually from the worst place on earth, Tampa, Florida. What? Go bucks! Titties and meth and beer. It's disgusting. I don't know if you guys know this, but Florida and Alabama are neck and neck for the worst education in the country. Like, when I was growing up in Tampa, we didn't even have a sex ed class. They just split us up, boys and girls, put us in a single file line, and pierced our nipples. So, <laughs> I was just in Florida with my mom. My mom lives there with all of uh, your grandparents. And <laughs> my mom wanted to go to the Holocaust Museum for fun. That's my mom. Um, she's not like glass half empty or half full kind of person. It's just not what she ordered. So, we. <laughs> We get to the Holocaust Museum, but we don't even go inside because they wanted to charge us $35 as an admissions fee to the Holocaust Museum. My mom was like, sir, I think we've paid enough. <laughs> that's, that's a fun one. Um, oh, my God. When... Catwoman goes left on the motorcycle and he goes fucking right. I like I for real definitely seriously. had it. It's like go we left all with had her. this conversation. Let her the fucking burn. I don't want to talk amazing. about it anymore. Okay. Hey, okay. what a great oh episode my god, we're back. Today. Wow, wow, wow! What a fun episode. Uh, that really was. I, I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. That, yeah, that was a really good time. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, Adam. Thank you for taking the bullet, not 
putting some out, if you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Well, it was never, ever anything I wanted to do, just a uh, just a series of errors. But I would like to thank Temple Emanuel. It was cool to be back in there and not be 13 in a weird, ill-fitting suit. It was just nice to be me at, at 42 and oddly out of place. Thank you, Temple Emanuel, for all that you do for the community. Thank you to the Society of Friends for existing and having meetings for people to check out. It was cool. Yeah, and a big thanks. I, I didn't get a chance to check them out, but I encourage people, go go check out the Denver Krishna Temple, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. I wish I had got to go, and maybe I will try. I still want to try to check it out anyway. Uh, also, big ups to my peeps down at the International Church of Cannabis for being so <laughs> So welcoming and letting a dude blaze and lax, bruh. Letting me yeah. sax that dag and chill. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, Andrew, your song. It's your song time. Plugs, 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 plugs. It's a softer version of plugs by Andrew. I appreciate an acoustic version every now and again. Uh, yeah. Un- unplugged, if you will. Mm. Yeah. Unplugged. You're welcome. Ben and I You're welcome. are going to be doing a very cool show at Bread Bar in Silver Plume. Colorado, which if you if you live here, you probably know this place. It's this beautiful, old kind of general store building in a mountain town called Silverplume. And now it's a bar. It's like a Western bar as filtered through an Instagram filter. It's beautiful. It's unreal. People in Denver come up. It is last time we were there. There were hummingbirds flying around everywhere and the backdrop with the mountains there. It's truly unique. We're going to tell jokes and uh, Miriam Moreno is going to op- open for us. It'll be a great show. And there's only a very limited number of seats. So those will be on sale in the show notes. Come and see me and Ben in the mountains like we were meant to be seen. Yeah. And if you like uh, bread, no better place. Get a flight. Just get a flight of breads. Uh, I get a ride. <laughs> and some cocktails <laughs> and watch me and Ben talk about our dicks. Um, I'm going to be out telling jokes uh, for a couple days. Uh, just two shows I'm doing on part of their tour. I'm going to be with... Uh, Ryan and the folks from Off With Their Heads and old Seth Anderson, the little Canadian. Uh, We're going to be August 12th. We'll be at the Shaskeen in Manchester, New Hampshire. And August 13th, we'll be at Faces Brewing Company in Malden, Massachusetts. They're going to be playing some rock and roll and we'll be telling some jokes. So please come visit. Hell yeah. August 27th, right here in Denver, Colorado. We're doing another Garalix last Saturday of every month, 8 p.m. This month, we're bringing in Sarah Schaefer as our headliner. Uh, Sarah Rules, you've probably seen her when she had her show on MTV. You might know her from her podcast. We also have special guest, Lindsay Adams, who is also hilarious. So pounce on those tickets. You can get them right in the show notes. Let me remind you, if you could review the podcast, subscribe to it, and follow it. Leave a review. We love if you leave reviews. Uh, Also, Tell a friend, tell your family, tell relatives, tell that, you know, that neighbor that doesn't like you because you park your your tires kind of on their lawn. Tell them that'll calm them down. Don't tell any dead people. If you're if you're commuting with your dead relatives in a cemetery, don't tell them they can't download. No, they cannot. They can't only tell living people about the pod. How many fucking times do we have to remind producer Ron is working on getting our pod to the deceased, but it is a very long process. Lots of paperwork to get to the dead. It's tied up with Apple. And yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, if you don't know already, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by just going to at 
Grolix Comedy, please reach out to us and let us know about your spiritual side. I need, yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I love your spiritually horny, wandering voice. You can follow us <laughs> on Patreon. Dot com slash Grolix. Uh, Grolix. Dot, dot com slash Grolix. Grolix. But we do slave. We slave over our Patreon content because we love you guys so much. You're allowing us to do cool challenges. You're coming in from all over the world. It's so exciting for us to see where people are listening to this. And we love our Patreon community. That's why we have ad-free episodes, bonus content. We got videos. Uh, Ben's smashing experience will be up. And we have a very... Very funny, but I know it's going to be controversial. New boy, crazy coming out. This soon. one's going to be a lot. You know, it's a tough one, and I think it is this- a tough one. And I have a feeling it's going to divide the three of us. Yeah, but for sure, pretty, pretty fiercely. But I'm excited to get that out. Also, we have a new Patreon feature where you can vote on the challenges that we're going to do. Do you want? Do you want to say in the silly self improvement challenges we do? We're going to start uh, having a poll on there with the challenges, and Patreons can chime in on. You're that. underselling it because that poll starts right fucking now we don't know what next episode's challenge is we have no idea we're going to put a few up on patreon right now and you can vote and we will do whatever you want um because unlike america this democracy works yeah yeah (laughs) there's no filibuster here so go for it (laughs) there's no gerrymandering we're not redoing voter districts it's patreon and it will stay patreon you let us know what challenge we should do big thanks to our producer the ordained and almighty reverend ron doyle he went through the very stringent process of uh, whatever no one gives a fuck (laughs) Uh, it's not oh, a hell, Ron. Oh, hell, Ron. Ron. Oh, hell, Ron. Uh, Ron, Ron went Ron, through the Ron, incredibly Ron, vigorous Ron. process of signing up online for that. So thank you, Ron. Oh, they penitente lashed him in a field. Ron had to really suffer for that. <laughs> Thanks mm-hmm. to Mike Henderson for your help recording Known the live Satanist, show. Mike Henderson. <laughs> Satanist. Reputed yeah. Satanist. He claims it's all about. Uh, individuality, but I don't buy it. I think he's He just likes killing cats. Uh, He's crazy. Our theme music, as always, is brought to you by the omnipotent Charlie Continental. Isn't he everywhere? The Alpha and the Omega. And uh, well, you already teased the next challenge. This next challenge. Get out there and vote. It's up to Patreon subscribers. We're going to put a few ideas up there and you vote which of those ideas uh, that you want to see. So after you're done watching my video of me communing with God at the ICOC, the International Church of Cannabis, but we call it In the a ICOC. hand chair smoking a joint. Yes. <laughs> uh, go on to our Patreon page. Uh, go ahead, select the challenge of the ones that we present that you want, and, and we will carry them out faithfully for you as devoutees of our audience. We worship you. The few worship the many in this one. Am I right, guys? Boy, I, I just didn't even think you were going to get close to landing that. No, but I got it. The it was one of those like, oh, wheels on the left, bounce over to the wheels <laughs> no. on the right. Yeah, oh, there's pulled no it track pulled on it this off. fucking El Camino of comedy. There is not. But you know what I always want to say? This is my chance. If I were to go, I'd be in the Krishna center of consciousness sitting there on my mat. And I would say, play us out, Charlie!